Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhane, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers. Today, your host is Brent Duhame, and I'm fortunate enough to be joined by a, a gentleman of sorts, Mike Lance, also known by many of his closest friends, Hawkeye. But uh, Mike, has, <laughs> Mike has been gracious enough to, to take some time out, and uh, he's, he's got a pretty cool story about... Uh, about uh, his professional journey and and here like anything else anytime that uh, um, hence the name of breaking business barriers there's uh, usually a fork or two in the road that that uh, we all have to make a choice but uh, hey mike man thanks for joining us hey you're welcome brent how are you man ah doing good Do, doing good uh, by the way before i forget this episode of Britain has been brought to us by Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, and the one and only American Option Insurance. Uh, hey, Mike, we usually kick these uh, calls off. Where's the best place, uh, you know, in today's world of digital media, podcasts, and all those things, where's the best place to find Mike Lance on social media? Uh, probably the best place, Brent, I would say would be LinkedIn. That's where my most activity is, most inf- information is. So I would have people look there. Great choice because uh, LinkedIn has uh, really ha- been the buzzword over the last uh, year, year and a half in social media as it relates to uh, the platform that uh, has the most potential to offer. And um, so, Mike and I encourage uh, all the listeners to dial up LinkedIn. It's it's just not it's not a recruiting platform. Trust me, it's not. It's a great place to meet people, like-minded people that are professionals, have a little, little bit of fun, and, and uh, especially in certain industries, what have you. So LinkedIn, all right, and it's Mike Lance, just the way it sounds. If you can't spell that, you probably should uh, stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Brett. Yeah, it's, uh, like you said, it's, you know, I think people have a misnomer about it just being a recruiting tool, but it's, it's about the best networking tool I've found, and I've, I've made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of connections outside of the mortgage industry and, and uh, friends and, and acquaintances, and it's just uh, it, it's a great networking tool out there available to everybody for free, which is even better. So, Absolutely. We're going to focus in, and Mike mentions uh, mortgage, back, mortgage, uh, excuse me, mortgage banking and that being uh, his, his background. But in particular, Mike, uh, before we let everyone know who exactly you are and, and uh, your so-called bio, we're going to focus in on the importance of leadership. Leadership is uh, it, it's not industry. I, I need leaders in every industry, I guess what I'm trying to say. And, and uh, we'll, we'll focus in on that. That's uh, been a big part of, of Mike's success. I, I, I know him, know him well how he treats people and empowers people to make decisions. But like, hey, man, why don't you just give a, you know, a short, uh, the, the elevator speech about uh, a little bit about Mike? Um, yeah, no problem, Brent. Uh, 
you know, I, uh, I've been in the mortgage industry for about 31 years now. So, and I'm only 37. So I started when I was six, which is pretty jumpstart. But jumpstart, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of fast tracker at a young age. Uh, no, um, I was fortunate enough started my career at Norwest Wells platform for uh, about 20 years, and uh, and then was able to. Uh, find a leadership position in a community bank um, where I managed the real estate division and uh, got the opportunity to touch a lot of people in, in careers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a fun ride. It's a great industry. Uh, Midwestern guy born around the St. Louis area. Moved to Iowa, Hawkeye, um, when I was in grade school. So actually, I thought this was an Iowa football forum. That's why I called in, Brent. So I wasn't really <laughs> expecting that. Well, we could talk holiday well, expecting ball. expecting all these tough questions. Yeah, I mean, you know, go Hawks. But uh, really fortunate to uh, grow up there and uh, and uh, attended uh, Kirksville. Uh, it was Northeast Missouri State back in the day. And then uh, found uh, found my way to Norwest and Keokuk, Iowa back in, oh, 1990 is when I got to start there. And, uh, you know, you talk a lot about leadership and, and stuff like that. And, you know, and what a great training ground, uh, Norwest and Wells uh, platform provided for that, as you well know. So, uh, Midwestern guy, uh, married, got a couple daughters, uh, 15-year-old twin daughters. Uh, we live here in Plano, Texas now. And, uh, you know, I was going to talk to you about monetary reimbursement for this, Brent, because they are about ready to drive. So, anything you could do would help for this. Yeah. Yeah, Uber. I hear um, <laughs> so I've uh, been married for 28 years to my beautiful bride. Got two beautiful daughters. Very blessed, and uh, you know, uh, love it here in Texas, and and uh, it's been a great ride. It really has been very, very fortunate throughout the whole time. Well, as genuine as genuine it is, that definitely is uh, is my okay. Let's uh, let's shift the gear. Leadership isn't something that's just talked about. It, it takes action uh, versus reaction. One, you know, in a in a short bit here, what's your philosophy on on leadership? Who'd you learn it from, perhaps? Where'd you pick up some things? But I know it's a big, big topic. But yeah, it is a big one. And uh, I know your style. I know the people that uh, you've spent time with over the years, and. And um, among many of the nice things they have said about you over over that period of time is your style of leadership. Well, all those checks are in the mail, first of all, Brent. Um, second of all, you know, it's like you said, leadership, when you say the word, it's it's hard to really narrow it down to, to something. You know, I think it's, you know, for me, it's it's more about being genuine and really taking an interest and people's success you know a lot of people are passionate a lot of people enjoy working with people but i think it's just that genuine kind of rooting for people to be successful and wanting them to get everything out of the opportunity that they want out of it and i think you know through the years i think with leadership and it's something that continues to grow it's not something that, you know, you have it or, or you don't have it. It's, it, 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 to me, the ability to listen to people 
and see what's truly important to them and then doing everything that you can to help them achieve it. And, you know, when you look at LOs, for instance, one LO may want to do $10 million a year and one LO may want to do $100 million a year and just trying to, to, to listen to their goals and objectives and, and help them down that road and not trying to force feed what you think is success for them, but more importantly, listening and helping them take action to feel that sense of achievement on whatever goals, whatever aspirations they have. Yeah. Was that short enough? Yeah, being a good listener, you know, and is what, I, what I'm hearing you say, but then take action upon their goals, not necessarily yours only, right? It's a collective work of, of assembling goals. And, and then it's a partnership. It, it really is. It's it's two people and it's a relationship and it's it's building and developing that re- relationship. You know, most of us, you know, come from a competitive background and that are in the sales field. And, you know, some of our earliest relationships are to our parents, you know, we're coaches, um, organizations that we, we belong to. And it's just trying to provide that, that same type of platform. You know, not everybody is a five-star recruit. Um, we know that being Iowa fans, don't we? Um, yeah, we do. But at the end of the day, you can't make a three-star recruit a five-star recruit. But what you can help them do is to maximize their potential and build that relationship. And I think that's, yeah, you, you hit the nail right on the head with that. It's the listening piece, but it's the listening platform that allows you to develop that relationship. And I think that's the key to leadership. So you've been uh, you've been leading people the better part of let's call it 30 years. Uh, even though in your early years of training, your company was my company back back in the day, a long time ago. We both started with uh, a wonderful company by the name of Norwest, and it uh, it challenged you if you if you could cut it in 90 days. You probably had a long long time career there. How many people? If you were to take a guess, this is a wild guess, and you and I didn't prep for any of these, any of these questions, and, sure. and I think that's where it's fresh. Is how many people have you hired over the course of, let's just say, thirty years? Oh, um, I would say well over 300, 300, 400, somewhere around the net. That would equate to about ten a year, fifteen a year, which I think would be about right. Probably more than that, but let's let's shoot low. But uh, a significant amount. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So for our listeners, you know, you've got an experience, and, and uh, here's where I drop the note again. Find Mike Lance on LinkedIn. Go ahead and drop him a drop him a question or two. Don't be afraid to ask for his number and and get a few pointers. He's gracious for this time, and if he can help someone. He, he will do that. He won't waste time, but he will definitely uh, pass along 30 plus years of his experience. And again, this just happened to be industry experience, it's leadership experience. Mike, over the course of 30 years, how many forks in the road did you, uh, you and Kathy, and that's a partnership, uh, your bride, how many forks in the road, uh, how many forks in the road? Could you imagine that you guys had to make a decision on either going left or going right? Uh, probably too many to recount, Brent. I mean, uh, 
you know, we we've relocated. You know, when you think about forks in the road, you think about you know decisions that needed to be made. And right, wrong, or indifferent, you had to you had to make it, and you had to live with the consequences. So, you know, you, you look at the bigger ones. Of course, relocation is always a big one of people's career. That's a fork in the road. It's it's typically a a positive fork. You know, you, you've done a good job. You have an opportunity for you know a bigger assignment, more responsibility, uh, managing more people, being in charge of more territory, whatever it is. So, you know, I look back at those. Uh, we've Let's see, I was trying to count today. I think we've moved 11 times in our 28 years of marriage. <laughs> so bless Kathy, because uh, she usually coordinates all those. So, you know, forks in the road, I think, are, are relocation-wise. So we've had a significant amount of those. Uh, I've been very fortunate. Forks in the road are typically also, you know, career changes, career paths. I've had a few of those, but uh, I worked uh, for two companies. Uh, in my 31-year career, but, uh, you know, those dynamics are changing now uh, out out in the, the uh, industry. And, uh, you know, back to the original question of Forks in the Road, I think numerous ones, some bigger than others. Uh, you know, the smaller ones are just on a day-to-day uh, basis of recruiting, hiring, surrounding yourself, uh, making personnel decisions, who to promote, who to hire. Um, who to sit down and, and, and help coach up uh, if that opportunity exists. So when you say forks in the road, I think I think of, uh, you know, obstacles, and I think all of us professionals face numerous forks in the road on a, on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, we've been very blessed, very fortunate when we've had forks in the road. We've always had good network around us, good friends, good family to help us with those decisions. And, you know, uh, I, I look currently, as, as a fork in the road, and it happens to all of us. But uh, due to M&A, my most recent position uh, was absorbed by the acquirer of my bank. And, you know, every one of these forks in the road, I want people to, to always remember this, provide opportunity to grow and to better yourself, no matter, you know, how it looks at that point in time. So, uh, so we've had quite a few, Brent. I know you've had quite a few at the end of the day. I don't think it really boils down to how many or it's good or it's bad. It's just everybody's going to encounter them. And what are your thought processes? What's your, you know, circle of influence to help you make those decisions? And when you mentioned turn right or left, who's there to help guide that? And what guides those decisions? And I think it boils down to what's important to you and how confident you are in your abilities to, to overcome whatever obstacles uh, that fork in a row could potentially you know, put out there for you. So the advice you pass along is uh, a, a fork in a row can happen any day, any time. Some, sometimes they're in your control, and maybe sometimes uh, you've got to make a quick decision, whatever it might be. But having that support system around you, friends like family and family, of course. But, you know, I think also having a whole lot of confidence in yourself because uh, usually there's an opportunity whether whether that uh, you could keep going straight, hit the oak tree, or you could take a right, go down that path, <laughs> take, take right. a left, and go that. But the, like, 
like I've uh, said on this, uh, on breaking business barriers frequently, sometimes you just have to tear off the rear view mirrors and throw them in the back seat and don't look back, keep going forward. But Mike, that's, yeah. great, that's, that's great advice. And, and uh, especially to our younger listeners, you know, they're uh, a lot of times they haven't had that many books on the road, some more than others, no doubt. And uh, yeah. hey, this, there's going to be issues. There's no doubt about it, but there's also opportunities when you make make that decision. No doubt. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I agree with you, buddy. I I kind of look at it as you know, being a parent of 15 year olds now. I mean, you know, the hardest thing as a parent is is to kind of get out of the way as they get older, as you well know. <laughs> You're going through that now and have been through that, and uh, letting them make their own decisions and and, and knowing that there's going to be some wrong ones and there's going to be some challenges and, and all you want to do is just raise them. And I, I looked at, at my employees that report to me the same way is just do the best you can for them, educate them the best you can for them. And, and ultimately just people are going to have to make decisions and, and you can't prevent forks in the road from happening. And like you said, it's, it's going to happen. It's just the way it is. And instead of trying to avoid thinking that, that is never going to happen. I think just prepare yourself for that. And if they don't, man, that's awesome, right? But if they do, you're prepared, you've thought about it. And it's always just trying to take a 360 degree look around at every situation that you're in. Good, bad, or indifferent, just knowing the landscape, the what ifs, and preparing yourself for, for all those different outcomes that, that can happen. Right on, man. Sometimes you just got to pull the band-aid off fast, right? And and, uh, <laughs> and sometimes yep. those decisions uh, are some of the best decisions that you can make. Well, as we as we get on the back side of this, Mike, let me just uh, thank again Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, American Option Insurance for helping us put these episodes together all of the time. So I appreciate them. Hey, man. We've been kind of on some serious stuff, and sure. uh, I do know that uh, you probably thought a little bit about this. Uh, we've all had some crazy stuff happen to us, but hey, give us something that's uh, going to crack us listeners, myself up, and what, a story that I may not know. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. But, but God, a story you may not know. There's not much you don't know about me, but um, <laughs> so we can't talk about anything that's happened in Hawkeye Bowl games. That's not appropriate. Um, so let's talk, uh, you know, we talked a little earlier about, uh, you know, listening and the listening skills and how important they are in, in leadership development. So um, like I mentioned before, I have twin daughters. So they were very young. Oh, I'd say, well, they were stone diapers. And, you know, I, I think this kind of plays to the point of, don't assume you know what somebody is asking you until you really listen. But uh, my daughter, Marissa, I was getting ready to put her down. And my wife, Kathy, was, I don't know where she was at, but I was in charge of, of bedtime. So uh, for those of a few listeners out there who have young twins, uh, <laughs> you can kind of uh, uh, relate to this story. But she She's kind of fighting me going to bed. You know, it's been a long day. You work, you come home, you play with them, get them ready, and you're more ready to go to bed than they are. And I'm like, Marissa, it's time for bed. She's like, 
I want a good night song. And I'm like, okay, honey, it's been a long day, but I'll sing you a good night song. And she's like, no, Dad, good night song. And I'm like, honey, I told you I'd sing you a song, and then I need you to go to sleep. Dad's had a long day, and it's, it's night, night time. No, no, I want my good night song. And I'm like, honey, I, I told you I was going to sing you a song, but you've got to lay down, and you got to listen to Dad, and we'll, we'll put this thing to bed. So she gets up, hops up out of her bed, just madder than a hornet, faces red. She's like, no, 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 good night song, and went and grabbed a package of pullovers, pull-ups, I guess is what they're, <laughs> they're called. She goes, no, not good night song, but good nights on. I want my good nights on before I can go go sleepy time. I'm like, there you go. You're right, kid. Okay, get your good nights on, and then you'll go to bed. Yeah, took about two seconds, and she was dead asleep. So just kind of <laughs> a story of you you assume as a parent that you know all the answers and sometimes you just got to slow down and listen a little bit closer to what they're actually saying than, than what you think they're saying. And uh, so I don't know if I ever told you that one or not, but uh, I thought that was kind of relevant to, to a little bit about what we were talking about today. Good night's on, not good night's song. Well, you know what? She'll be, uh, when she listens to this, she should be excited because <laughs> At that age, she's super responsible. So how about that? I don't think Absolutely. But if she listens to this, she'll be so embarrassed that she won't tell her friends that this ever occurred. So you know you know what stage we're at right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, just let her know if she doesn't listen. She'll tell that story <laughs> at her high school graduation. So, you know, that's, that's right. Yeah. And then her, her twin sis can, um, you know, poke fun at her just a tad, but uh, it's all, all good. Yep, raising kids, there's never a dull moment. It's like uh, it's like being a leader in business and uh, what, what have you. But all right, man, is there is there a book that uh, that stands out to you? Maybe you read 20 years ago, or maybe you read recently um, that you would well, recommend to our listeners? Absolutely, Brent. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of what I've done in my past. And I know you've been involved in this too, but sponsoring book clubs in your organization where, you know, you go out and get different books on different topics in your industry, could be leadership, sales, communication, whatever it is. So I've been heavily involved um, in that, hosting book clubs and doing that for leadership groups throughout the banking industry. And what I ran across, uh, I think I did this probably about six six months ago, but the book is named The Big Potential. The author is Sean Acor, A-C-H-O-R. The name of the book is Big Potential. And it's a long story short. It's, it's a great book. It's a leadership book. But it's more about how you develop more happiness in your own career by watching those around you thrive and succeed. And just, just a little bit of a snippet of this book, it's talks a lot about, you know, at the end of the day, wouldn't you rather be a good player on a great team than a all-star on a winless team? And that's kind of the, the focal point of, of the book. And I think it really hit, especially for those listeners out there managing teams, managing large groups of people, 
about always keeping focus on on kind of that core group success function. So the name of the book is Big Potential. The author is Sean Acor. Big Potential. Highly recommend it. It's in my office library for sure, and I will ditto that one. I've read I've read that actually more than once, and pass it around in certain groups that, uh, yep. that I've worked with over, over time. So good good one. Yeah, when you made some when you made some crucial decisions, mm-hmm. and it may be fork in the road, may not be. Do you worry about what other people think ultimately about that decision? Outsiders per se. Could be insiders. Um, I I think the answer to that is rather than a yes or a flat no, it's it's probably somewhere in the middle for me. Uh, Brent, I'm one who cares very deeply about you know what what people think, and uh, but at the end of the day, you have a job to do, and you've got to make the decision that's best for the group for the organization. So I I think it's a little bit of both. And I would be remiss in saying, no, I don't care what anybody thinks. But there are times where that kind of wavers between the two, more or less, based on the type of decision that you're making. But but absolutely, I think it's human nature that you do care about, you know, the consequences of decisions you make and the impact of them. But at the end of the day, you got to balance that out, being a leader and being, you know, trained and entrusted to make decisions, even though some of them may be difficult for your organization, for your business, um, that may not be ultimately favorable. And, you know, when I come to those, I just, I try to balance that. I just try to be respectful of everyone involved and try to handle it the best we can. And at the end of the day, you know, there's, there's going to be those situations where it's just a little bit more difficult based on, on the subject matter and the decisions that need to be made. Well, I could say with a hundred percent certainty that there's one decision that you've made in your life that you could care less what anyone else thinks about, and that's being an Iowa Hawkeye fan. So <laughs> I can say that I, I know that all too well, but uh, but no, I, I appreciate yeah. that answer because there is a balance in making decisions, and certainly we're out there to make the right decisions based on the information that we know. And, and uh, then it's, then it's explaining the why, you know, explain the why, because there has, there, there has to be a why behind it. And that's some, some facts and what have you. Well, my friend, yeah, it's, been, it's been a pleasure and thank you for sharing um, your life's journey as a professional over, over 30 years or so. And, and uh, again, it's Mike Lance. You can find him on, LinkedIn. Well, as we wrap up, thanks again, listeners. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, reach out. I know some of you have done that uh, in in past to get some uh, maybe specific questions that you may have, including more about pull-ups. And I forgot I forgot those things. Uh, it's been that long for me. But, but uh, Mike, again, thank you. This is Brent Dunham <laughs> here on Breaking Business Barriers, and I was joined by Mike Lance. Mike. Thank you again, and onward and upward. You bet, Brad. Thank you, and uh, thanks to all your listeners out there. You did a great job. Appreciate you, buddy. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information, or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.